The brain processes nearly 10,000 visual and oral cues per minute. As first impressions stick, make the customer see your business in the right way. Funky Vibes can ensure your vibes attract the right tribe with their marketing expertise, graphic design, bespoke websites and social media packages. For more information or a no-commitment initial consultation, simply email your tribe at funkyvibe.co.uk. You're listening to Go Fish, exclusively on the Pod Station. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Goldfish Marketing Podcast, where each week we delve into the inner depths of our brains and try and come up with uh, some tips and tricks within the marketing world to help you make the most of your budget. With me this week, as always in fact, uh, are my two partners in crime. Uh, on my right I have Elaine Atherton from To Sum It Up. Hi Elaine. Hello, good to be here. And on my left is Chris Roxburgh from My Marketing Guy. Hello. Hi, Mark. Looking forward to this. This week, we're going to be touching on the topic of branding, uh, a particular favourite of mine, I have to say. Right, so just quick housekeeping before we uh, we crack on with the show. Uh, we are on social media. It's go underscore fish marketing. We're on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram. Uh, so if you can give us a follow on there, that'd be great if you can like and share our posts. We also try and invite questions for the shows and the recordings that we are doing, because um, it sounds a lot more interesting when you come up with intelligent questions to ask us, as opposed to the nonsensical nonsense that will probably crawl out of our brains. Now, no. Yeah. Um, Speak for yourself. <laughs> I think I was. Um, but uh, yeah, so that'd be cool. Um also, you can find us on all the major podcast platforms. If you can like and subscribe, that'd be great. So every time we add a new show, it should automatically download onto whatever device it is that you listen to your podcasts on. Um, if you want some easy to go links, if you go to uh, www.thepodstation.co.uk forward slash gofish, there's actually icons for all of those platforms that will take you straight through so you can do it even easier than uh, going onto the apps themselves and going into the search field. Um, we also have an email address, that's gofish at thepodstation.co.uk. Again, if you have any questions or comments, uh, send them in to us. Uh, and I guess, finally, um, five-star reviews. We love five-star reviews. We haven't had any yet, but we'd really appreciate some. We can't do them ourselves. <laughs> uh, whether this comes out before or after Christmas, I'm going to ask and, and tap into your Christmas spirit, whether, whether it is still coming up to Christmas or whether you've had loads of presents and I'm feeling happy about life. Give us a five-star review. How's that? <laughs> uh, right, so on to the first port of business, which is the new section, Uh have we got some news this week? Yeah, yeah. we have. Who yeah. would like that? As you piped up first, Elaine, would you like to go first? I will, I will. Yeah, very topical, really. Um, it's um, in the uh, spirit of cleaning before Christmas and cleaning things up and getting things ready. Uh, Twitter are cleaning up uh, their, their base, so they're, they're actually um, closing inactive accounts um so the the inactive rule if you like is if they ha if somebody hasn't been active for six months uh, or longer obviously and then they're going to um they're going to drop them an email so it's starting i think around about 11th of december so they're going to start to to contact people and to, to give them the opportunity to to 
activate their account. Um, so, and of course, what this will do, of course, it will free up some usernames, won't it? Um, if they close an account, which would be maybe Funky Vibes without a three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you never know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So it's interesting, isn't it? Really, that um, everybody has a strategy. But as they started it now, as they go into the new year, they want to get their their base clean. So, yeah, not a bad. bad there must idea. be literally millions. Oh, yeah. Millions and millions yeah. of uh, of dormant accounts, mustn't there? Yeah. Well, there'll be accounts as well that people set up and use, but they're no longer yeah. necessary yeah. businesses that have closed yeah. down. It does make sense. It does it? make sense. But the one unintended outcome that I read today somewhere, by, by coincidence, because I didn't know you were going to come up with, with that, Elaine. Um, Joe Cox, the uh, the MP that was uh, that oh, was yeah. killed in uh, well, it's a couple of years ago now, isn't it? Yeah. Um, her family are concerned that her her account will be closed down because they they want to keep the memories there. Yeah, they want to be course. able to to see mm. the memories. So, um, and that can't be that can't be an isolated case. No, um, and that's an unintended outcome, isn't it? I it think is. It yeah. No, and it's a really good point, isn't it? Mm. Really good point. Mm. I guess that's where it, the email, if they are emailing to say. Mm do you still use this account? I guess it's then up to the people to make sure that they, they reply. Yeah. So hopefully um, Joe Cox's family might have updated the email on there yeah. so that yeah. they will yeah. get that notification or yeah. they have access to the email account so they get notification. That's certainly... Yeah. Sounds like a, an easy way, but it does make sense. You can't keep on indefinitely. No, no. uh, the yeah. number of times I have clients who came to me with a name and the Twitter handle wasn't available, and then when you went onto that account, it was it was one without any any images on it. Yeah. There was no tweets that had been made. It looked like it just been set up for mm. something and never used. And yeah. it just seems such a shame that people are denied. Yeah. the opportunity really so yeah. good for Twitter yeah yeah, no, yeah. It's, a, it's a positive move though. yeah uh, Chris have you got any news I have um, <clears throat> and it's all about um, all about emails and Professor Mike Berners-Lee a surname you might recognise um, he's done some research that indicates that by, se- by if we all sent one less unnecessary email every day it could reduce the UK's carbon footprint by 16,000 tonnes a year that's phenomenal uh, quantities mm. quick um, question before you go on yeah how does it reduce the footprint yeah do you know what good question that well, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you asked me that mm. um, hopefully you know the answer <laughs> well I I didn't, but Mr. Berners-Lee, um, or this article, indicates that it's the energy that's required from email servers, networks and systems such as the cloud. Um, in one year, they claim to create a carbon footprint which is the same as 81,152 flights to Madrid. So if we all did that little bit yeah. less then the contribution overall mm. would be uh, would be significant and i think of spam here if we just oh, unsubscribed totally. yep. to uh, to the spam that we get or not not necessarily spam but if we unsubscribe to stores that we've registered for but don't really want to want to get all yeah. their, all their stuff um, that would presumably help no, that was exactly where my head went i said like, god i get you know, my, my emails get split into focused and something else and, um, I hate that by the way <laughs> I really I like it anything. oh I really like it yeah because I just do them in a batch then but um, yeah and I, I was just thinking exactly the same I have so mm. many in there that you think 
oh god yeah I just don't want time to read that one today or you know I might have signed up because I ordered something and then you think yeah I'm never going to order anything again so you're so right we could probably get rid of about a hundred a week <laughs> well that, that's my contribution yeah. to the Greener Society anyway yeah well mm. I'm just trying to think I, I have a, a batch of people who fall into that habit of they will send email uh, you know you send an email to someone about something and they might send a reply back which is 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 a worthy one and then you might yep. reply back just to close off that conversation mm. and then they'll send you a couple of words <laughs> emails and then so you'll send a you. reply yeah. and then yeah. they'll send a that drives me insane. <laughs> I, I have four or five people. You know who you are, people. Um, who do Hopefully, that. Not, one of them's not me sitting here. <laughs> no, you, you, you're clearing out your email address, yeah. and there's more bloody emails dropping in with hi and lol and thanks, and it's like no. yeah. thumbs up. Yeah, stop it. <laughs> Funny, isn't it? Uh, the only one I have, uh, which will be immeasurably date stamped by virtue of the time we're recording this and when it comes out is tomorrow is Black Friday now Black Friday will have been and gone by the time you hear this uh, but it's relevant for the purposes of January sales which also tend to be Mm. a big thing for businesses and the question of how useful is it for your business in terms of attracting people for doing these sales and these special offers because there was actually a survey done relatively recently that shows that brand um, Brand awareness uh, still remains the main reason why people tend to go back to a business, mm. uh, whether that be because they have an affinity for it um, or because they're too lazy to find someone else to do the job <laughs> instead. You make the choice. But price was, was, was either number two or number three on that list, yeah. um, which suggests that doing discounts might attract one or two people who are just focused entirely on the benefits of getting Mm. it cheaper but actually it's quite often not the first thing that customers think of so i guess my advice to people would be and i wonder what your thoughts are is for for businesses not necessarily to cut their throats in order to get in the midst of 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 their competitors in these Mm. sorts of things because it doesn't necessarily do you any good no. no, I've I've certainly seen that at its best and at its worst. I think, um, I think if you, you can go on a bit of a slippery slope if you're constantly doing offers, really, or you or you think now you've set you've given an offer, and then you think, oh, I'll do another one, and then oh, I'll do another one, and then actually, then it is your price, isn't it? Then this offer, yes. really, people are never going to they're going to wait for your next offer. So it, you, yeah, you've got to use them wisely, really. But you know that said, I've, I've seen them done really positively. So. It's it's just giving a lot of thought behind it, really, the outcome you want. Yeah, I think we all love a bargain, don't we? Oh yeah, we love it. We love to feel like we've got a good deal, but that can be additional benefit to what you normally offer, as opposed yeah. to a discount on the work that you do. Yeah, because yeah. as you've just said, Elaine, those prices are quite often unsustainable. So you're creating a false impression of what your services cost. So when you actually do have to charge these people your proper price, yeah. They're going to have a bit of a, yeah. a hissy fit about it. I think that's the key word you've just used, services. Really, Black Friday was for products, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, but the, the service industry's climbed on the back of it. Mm-hmm. In fact, UK has climbed on the back of it because we can't claim Black Friday as being um, a British thing. It certainly isn't. It. It's not our style, really, is it? Yeah. Uh, but no. Black Friday, Cyber Monday. <laughs> Does anyone remember their first Black Friday uh, experience 
No, no. I don't. I'm totally honest. Because no. I'd, I'd never heard of Black Friday before, ever. And um, I was I was at work and, and I needed a brand new coat and I can't remember why. There was a reason. Um, and I went out to, I, I thought I'll pop into town. It'll take me 10 minutes because I hate shopping. So invariably what I'll do is I'll walk into a shop, zone in on something that's not offensive and just buy it <laughs> because <laughs> it's the quickest and most painless way of doing shopping. So I thought this this is this will be a sort of a 20 minute job and it'll probably be 15 of those walking to and from the shop. Oh my God. I, I got into the shop and I'm, as I'm walking through town, I'm thinking, God, it feels a bit busy here for a Thursday lunch time. <laughs> Thursday lunch. Uh, Friday. <laughs> Friday, Friday, Friday lunch time. You're not, you're not editing that. <laughs> um, and, and, and yeah, and I, I went into, and it must have taken me about an hour possibly even a bit more to get this bloody coat because I had to join a queue of about a billion people who were all trying to buy a coat. I'm not even sure I've got one that was in the discount area because I certainly didn't pay any attention if it was. I yeah, just, just get me out of here. I just wanted a coat yeah. and to be left alone. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so... It's quite amusing though, isn't it? I don't know about you, but you, you just think, it's like, which Friday is it? Because some people... You know, started last Friday. Some people are tomorrow. It's, it's and I just think it's so funny that it's it's actually then it's a week. It's a week, isn't, isn't it? it? It's just yeah. really, yeah. Yeah, yeah, all a bit confusing, really. But mm. Ugh. ten minutes, ten days, ten actions is brought to you by Two Summit Art. Expert sales tips and advice provided in a structured, bite-sized way for only £97. Learn how to improve your processes with 10-minute podcasts, provided each day for 10 days, which you can listen to from the comfort of your own home, office, or whilst out and about. For more information, visit 2summitup.co.uk forward slash 10 actions. Our topic for this week, branding. Yeah, let's get on to the good stuff that's ditched the shopping references yeah, and definitely. get on to branding. Uh, it is both my personal pleasure and passion um, and my greatest bugbear all rolled into one <laughs> tiny little conundrum. So uh, I think we could sit back and watch this roll here, Chris. Oh, yes, let's do that. <laughs> it's, like, it's like winding up one of them toys. Um, so branding... Um, what is branding is probably a big and open question because there are a billion answers to this. Mm. Um, Chris mentioned before, now, because Elaine and I are too young to be able to oh, think that far back. So kind. Um, Chris Chris actually has the answer to where branding first started. We think he was probably around at the time. Uh, possibly, yes, yes, but not in the current life form. Um <laughs> Uh, apparently, the uh, the practice of branding was thought to have been thought to have begun with the ancient Egyptians. Um, they were engaged in livestock branding two thousand seven hundred years BC. Imagine that. Just take that on board. Um, it was used to to differentiate one farmer's cattle from another farmer's cattle. Um, and that's that's how it all grew up. A symbol was burnt into the animal's skin, um, and that became the branding iron. Branding actually means to burn. Well, branding doesn't, but brander means to burn, and that's how it all came about. And after that, we uh, we started branding um, wooden cases of uh, of 
product and and various other various other things and it's it's just gone on from there it's now now if you don't have a brand as a company you are somewhat uh, somewhat behind the uh, behind the scenes if you're if your branding is all over the place mm. and it was j walter thompson remember j walter thompson the advertising agency yes in 1889 <laughs> <laughs> i remember him well chris you probably had a coffee with him didn't you <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. Late, late 19th century, um, huge agency. In fact, joking apart, um, I, did, I did a lot of work in the 80s and 90s for J. Walter Thompson in uh, their, their Manchester branch, not their New York, New York branch, sadly. But they were the first to climb on the, ban- the branding bandwagon. Try saying uh, that if you've had a couple. <laughs> the um, branding wagon. I like that. Yeah. And they were responsible for eighty percent of advertising in America Gosh. in 1889. Yeah. So they were, you know, they were the biggie. Mm. Um, and since then, we we, we know it, it came to came to the UK. Um, the soap the soap companies Unilever mm. and what's the other one Procter and Gamble. Mm. They um, they climbed on the back of that. They personalized it with they made it more emotional they brought characters into the into the branding mm. into the adverts and it's gone on from there and mark will pick the story up now because you know i i, I can't remember i can't remember stuff that's uh, that was yesterday but i can remember stuff that was all that all that time ago <laughs> well i quite like the idea of people going back to the traditional form of branding and just getting a hot iron and <laughs> Branding staff and customers with their He's logo. Really having a bad day. Oh, yes, yes. ever since ever since we walked in. I'm hiding my iron as we speak. I know, so funny. How do you know what? Isn't it really? I'm just going to admit this now. Isn't it really weird when you you don't sort of connect what the same word to something else as in branding you know like yes. branding livestock and things like that you think yeah God, it's just, i just never made that leap in it my head it seems dead obvious now I Chris know. said it doesn't it, <laughs> it does. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, interesting very good so uh, what does branding mean to you then elaine oh you see i'm, I'm a big um a big fan of branding definitely um and it, it's i know we've had this debate a few times haven't we is does does it do things sit it within the marketing domain or the sales well for me you know it it sits in both of course but it does absolutely sit in your sales um process as well because uh, it all starts doesn't it if people can't identify who you are or identify what your mission is or what how you can help them with an outcome you know the branding is everything around that so it's it's a visual thing so visually do people recognize you um if they don't you've you know got very little hope haven't you been picked up on social media if if you're just merging into the background um, and you know verbally as well does it all tie up that you're using the sort of same tone the same, you know same font the colors all of that there's so much um, behind branding which I think is is so important and actually you know I think as a small business owner it sort of helps you feel it's your identity isn't it um, and you, you know you should be proud of that really so it, I think it's a it's a massive thing and it all starts with with branding really for me well you know I love a good analogy. <laughs> we had the uh, treasure hunt one last week. So this week, to give you an idea of of branding in a in an example sense, um, I would take you as a, a a human being as being your business. 
Um, and the brain is your mission statement. So it's where all the ideas come from and, and, and where all the thought processes and start from. Your heart is your core values because that's where your soul is. That's where your spirit is. That's that's the, the kind of the ethos you want to portray. Uh, the name is, say, your face because mm. that's what people see. The first thing that they will associate is your name, your face. Um, your arms are your staff. Your arms and your legs are your staff, so they're the, the doers. They're the, the things that get stuff done. They're your limbs. Um, the advertising is your mouth Yeah. because you're speaking. You're telling people about what it is that you do. Your customer service is your ears Yeah. because you're listening. You're hearing the feedback of what it is so that you can adapt all the other things. And then I always sort of say, and I appreciate branding can be a little bit of all of those things, but mm-hmm. the branding is your your style, your clothing. It's how you are then portrayed visually um, to the world. So if you turn out, I, I did this analogy to you guys, so forgive me if you've heard it before, but if you turned up to, say, a business meeting wearing a, a set of Bermuda shorts and a Hawaiian mm. shirt, unless... It was a very unusual business meeting and I would welcome being invited to one where that <laughs> would be appropriate. Um, but if you turned up dressed like that, there would be immediate assumptions made, uh, first impressions made by the mm. person you're meeting as to the kind of person that you are, whether or not they want to do business with you, whether or not you're professional enough or not. Um, so, And that's your branding. It's that first impression. It's that, mm. that feeling that people get from your business as to whether or not you're going to fit the tick list that they have of yeah. are you the right people to do the job are you going to do it well is it for the right price is mm. it going to add value to me and and that's my little analogy of what i feel branding is <laughs> in terms of branding in terms of logos and consistency and so, so on and so forth because that's great if they're meeting you but nine times out of ten their first contact with you or your company is going to be online isn't it it is so what what would be your advice for a, um, I can't think of an example of a company. Uh, you, you choose a company that you work with, and what would be a typical? How would you how would you portray them? And would it be colours? Would it be shapes? Yeah, so it, it very much depends on the nature of the business. So yeah. I had someone who's who's looking to start a, a barber shop, and they're a, they're a clean slate, they're a, which is mm. great because what you do is you speak to the person and tell them to to explain what their vision is how they feel about the job, what kind of people they want to attract. And you very quickly start to get a feeling of whether this is going to be a a blue Mm. rinse type place where they're going to be aiming for an older demographic or whether they're going for Mm. all the young hippie folk like myself. Mm. Um, (laughs) Don't laugh, I'll edit it out. so yeah, and and you start to get to feel for it. Now that automatically starts to give you some ideas of where they their branding's going to be heading off to because ultimately the, its style and, and mm. the message it sends needs to tap back into the clientele that they're ultimately they're trying to attract. So um, you'll start to then realise what colours might be appropriate, um, what type of shapes, whether it, it's going to be an icon or whether it needs to be just text, whether it yeah. needs to be clean and classical, whether it needs to be a little bit wacky-woo. Yeah. Um, and quite often the, the client has to give you those sorts of answers because it's no point doing a really left-field, really off-the-wall mm. brand style for them or to get the ball rolling, for example, like a logo, if 
that's not their characteristics no. because they have to sell their business as individuals. Yeah. It's where it comes into the sales yeah, perspective. True. If the brand's saying one thing and the people who turn up say a completely different thing, the messages aren't linked mm. and yeah. that break can often affect the trust because people are saying, well, if your message says that online, says that's me in person, when I ask you another question, a bit more of an important one about the work, which answer we're going to get and can yeah. I believe yeah. that's going to be true. Yeah, it can create confusion, can't it, for the viewer in a way as well. Now, I mean, I I, I do think branding is um, a real skill. I, I do, definitely. And someone, I mean, I know you're great, you're great at it and I would totally recommend you. I think there's some people who, dabble at it who uh, they don't read the person well enough so they do end up with something that you say it's not you you look at it and you think yeah but I know you and that's not really you is it and I think that's you've got to be so careful of that because it it has to be it is part of your DNA your identity is is in that website or in that uh, you know whatever it is your platform's using it is you and you've got so you have to be comfortable to a de- to a degree that in as much as is it is it right for the people you're speaking to because you you know sometimes we can create something that's not necessarily um a product that we would use personally but we we might have a, a company that we start because of that product and is it is it engaging with those people that are reading it is it right so there's a there's this huge amount of thing around branding i don't think people perhaps consider it enough really i think in very small companies very often <coughs> um it could be the managing director or the sales director who establishes the branding mm. and they establish it on the basis of who they think they are. Yeah. Um, they might think they're wacky and out there. Yeah. So produce some wacky and out there uh, logos and uh, and um, other material. But they might be very staid and frankly yeah. boring. Um, and, and the two, ju- as you say, the two just don't go together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's people's perceptions of themselves, and I think it takes a third party to yeah. um, to look through that um, contradiction and and provide the uh, provide the client with uh, with a set of uh, a set of branding that they can they can identify with and work yeah. with. Works all round. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, that's the misconception because. They assume if it's not weird and wonderful that it won't get people's attention. Well, mm. it doesn't have to be. It can be clean. It can be professional. Absolutely. It can be. Mm. It can be true to you and your personality and your business. It's then up to people like us to come up with means in which we can get that noticed. It doesn't have to be that the style of it is off the chart. Yeah, exactly. It can just be the way in which you're trying to get it noticed. That's sometimes the mistake that people make where they try and create something they didn't need to create. They should have stuck with yeah. where they were. Yes. So yeah. um, number one, logo. If you haven't got a logo, get a bloody logo. <laughs> Um, it's just nonsensical to have a business and no logo. Yeah. Number two, if you DIY'd it, it's probably not necessarily going to be up to the standard that people will expect of your service. If yeah. you do a job for somebody and mm. you do it to a high level, which hopefully anyone listening to this show does, then your logo has to reflect mm. that. If it's if it's been done on the cheap or it's been done on Microsoft Word, um, other platforms are available uh, that are equally pointless and useless for this exercise. Um, then it's not it's not being done correctly. So get a logo that that reflects it and what it should be. Well, colours are important. Mm. 
Colours are massively important from a psychological perspective. There is a reason why some of the biggest companies in the world have certain colours for their logos. Um, I'll stick a link in the show notes, which will sort of bring a table up of all those kind of things. Mm. Um, Because different colours do spark different reactions by people. Mm. And it's daft if you are in... uh, if you're an undertaker, for example, and you've got a logo that's bright yellow and yeah. and, and, and pink, mm. because that ain't the kind of feeling that you that ain't mm. the kind of vibe you want to give off to the people who are coming to you for a service, because the people coming to you aren't going to be necessarily in the happiest no. of places. No. So you need to be professional. You need to mm. come across as soft and understanding as human ready to look after them mm. in their time of need and yeah. you ain't getting that from yellow and pink um, shapes shapes mm. are, are the same it's something as silly as hard edges points mm. curves mm. Uh, make a big difference to how the perception of your brand is so yeah. if, if you want to be a solicitor with a frowny face then you know harsher lines and harsher shapes will give that feeling of to the point aggressive mm. getting it sorted whereas if they're a bit more rounded people yeah. feel a bit more comfort towards you mm, so that and that's just the logo and mm. um, and some people get a logo done and it's a great logo but it was designed in 1962 um, <laughs> yes, yes. when it looked really really good since then colors have be, been created telly tell is now in color <laughs> the world uh, has moved on the world has mm. moved on so update it yeah the last couple of shows we've had uh, with news sections um have shown how many times some of the big brands are refreshing their identity and we should be doing the same thing and it doesn't have to be you've got a logo you rip it up and start from scratch it might be really subtle changes that just modernize it ever so slightly yeah and and then for me just lastly from that logo you can then take that off into your branding so the, the, the banners on your social media, your business cards, your letterheads, mm. it all stems from that logo. That's the starting point. That's where where you get your, your feel for where you're headed. Yeah. yeah. There are some logos that you can just trust, aren't there? Um, and I've been thinking of them while you were, you were talking, and, and I think the ones that I come to my mind are, are all silver. Um, and they're the car brands like Audi, um, uh. Mercedes. If we if we go computers, at HP is a silver one. Um, they, they it's a trust color, isn't it? Silver. Interesting. Yeah, mm. yeah you've got yellow for for things like McDonald's. Yeah. that makes you feel happy. The golden arches, so it's yeah. nice, rounded, mm-hmm. inclusive. Yeah. Um, ironically, green is usually greens and browns are very more environmentally friendly, which yeah. is why all the makes petrol sense. stations that kill all those little fishes and birdies <laughs> in the <laughs> in the sea, <laughs> allegedly. Um, that's why if you look at their logos, they're all greens, yeah. BP, BP, Shell. Um, these are all green because they want people to feel like they are mm. environmentally conscious, even if, ironically, the, the service yeah. they provide is mm. quite to the contrary. Yes, yes. Um, red can, is a dangerous colour because it can be a sense of warning and, yeah. and, and threat. Mm. Now, that's not all that the colour reflects, but again, this is the danger of using the wrong colour in the wrong place mm. at the wrong time because... If you're in a kind of service where people just need to feel security, using a colour like that might be just enough to to yeah. just give them that that mm. level of anxiety that they think mm, just and they won't mm. realise this because no. the brain 
forms its first impression in one tenth of a second. Yeah, incredible, yeah. isn't it? And within yeah. 60 seconds, the brain's done 10,000 visual, mm. oral, and audio processes yeah. to have mm. formed that natural prime instinct of, are you going to eat me? Do I need to run away? Yeah. Um, mm. and, and quite often, we might do a little bit more analysis of that initial decision but generally uh, uh, people say you know your first impressions can't mm. my instincts are usually pretty good how many times yeah, have you heard yeah. that saying and that's because people do tend to stick with their first impressions yes, and yes. you you need to make sure that that primal brain is saying he's a friend he's not going to eat me <laughs> yes uh, yeah. yeah or brand me with an eye into one of the two <laughs> Well, you might be into that kind of thing in which case. <laughs> not for me. No, not for me, no, thank you. It is interesting, isn't it? Because I think it's like the, the whole recognisable thing, isn't it, with a brand is, is so important, isn't it? And that, some quirky logos sort of catch your attention, don't they? Equally, um, I know I'm very drawn to uh, like, like pale blue type greys. I love that sort of thing. So I know that yeah, I'll always give them a second glance and think, oh, what's that then? So it's interesting because we can't appeal to everybody, can we? No matter what we do, we're not going to appeal to everybody, nor should we try to really. So it's, no. again, that's all part of the branding, isn't it? Who are you appealing to? It is. Yeah. What, what's, what's your, what are your colours? Uh, um, my, my, well, no, no, it's, it is grey and it's a pale blue and it's sort of like a corally um, yeah pink paley pink really i feel it it's right for what i'm trying to say it just all feels right really but it, it is isn't it it's yeah, being comfortable yeah. with that but it, equally things that re- people remember isn't it so and social well. media branding what what do you think that would include and entail um well <clears throat> needs needs consistency with all the other branding obviously so uh the logo should be should be on everything really um, I'm fit. Hey? fit. I'm fit. I'm yeah. fit into the window. Which we say as though that's just a matter of fact thing. The number of times you come across in people's logos yes. are yeah. half yes. cut out of the screen. Yes, it is possible to scale down, isn't it, Mark? It is. Um, but no, they they need they need to they need to emphasise the brand. They need to uh, uh, carry that logo, and but more importantly, underneath that, what you say. Has yeah. to be consistent with uh, yeah. with your with your company's image as well. No posting after ten o'clock when you come in from the pub, and uh, don't be going on to Twitter on your business uh, yeah. business thread and posting about how many pints you've just you've just sunk. It's it's not appropriate, no. fellas. It's not appropriate, <laughs> but you see it. Yeah, you yeah. do. Yeah. You do. Some of the people I've unfollowed in my time are people who've posted after being out in the pub because they've actually they've let that mask slip of yeah. who they want people to think they are and who they actually mm. are and some of the stuff that's come out while they've had a, yeah. a few shandies isn't quite the person no. I want to necessarily. No, and what does, um, this is a question, really. so, you know, strap line, uh, that sort of fits within your branding, is it, would you say? Yeah, it is. Well, I was, I was yeah. actually going to say yeah. the same thing to you. Yeah. Um, the content in the About Us section, would you take that from your website in order to keep that continuity and consistency with what you're doing to describe your business? If you can, yes. You can't with all the with all the social media platforms, can you? Because of because of size and <coughs> space. Um, 
but to where you can yes be consistent with uh, with what your your company image on on your website is and that if that applies to strap lines mm. get that in as well yes absolutely yeah it's interesting that is your essential message isn't it well it is it is and what one of the things uh, topics i cover in my um, program that i've written is is about get yourself some really good phrases so because uh, and i think it's useful in two ways isn't it because if people see it on your website or or in your about you or uh, it could be in some of your posts uh, it you know obviously then they may remember it and when they're meeting you if you're saying the same things so i have a, i have a, a, a about i don't know about 10 that i found were really helpful when i went networking because i you, you, often you people say what do you do and then you sort of come up with this ramble of stuff and you think actually it's really good to have some phrases so not i'm not talking like you know cliches or i'm talking about things that actually that this is what i do and you've you've sort of put, put yeah. it into a phrase and again it's all about people oh yeah I, I remember you because you're the person who does blah 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 yes you know yeah. my accidental sales people program is fabulous for that because the yeah. visual is very eye-catching and the, the the people say oh yeah i can relate to that so it's amazing how those far those things travel when you sort of get it right really people always seem quite surprised when you mention uh, when you mention consistency uh that they assume everything needs to be different and it doesn't have to be different mm. you need that same thread that thread, same yeah. feel that same style to run consistently through everything much the same as the wording needs to be if, if you've got a website have the same wording or the same phrases pulled from the website onto your your, mm. your, your social media profiles it's because personality isn't it? it yeah yeah it keeps that continuity so mm. adverts your adverts need to look similar to say your business card mm. style in terms of colors or font um the same as your banners need to reflect your logos and your bit there's a knack to making sure that everything looks the same there's a reason why coca-cola has that red and the mm. logo and they don't mess around with it no. why yeah. because you instantly recognize coca-cola yeah. in fact you can probably recognize coca-cola ad even without the coca-cola exactly. yeah. wording yeah. on the bottom you, you yeah. just notice it from the the font type or yeah. or the content but it's it's massively important because people then become familiar. I've got clients who now say that they will recognise one of their adverts without even seeing their logo yes, because yeah. there is yeah. some stylistic element to it that, yeah, that yeah. instantly rings a bell in the back of their head. Yeah. And that's the same thing that's happening to your your potential customers. They're going to keep seeing it and seeing it and seeing it and associating it yeah. with you, and it's just that repetitive reminder no and it's so true isn't it because we've had to work harder at that haven't we over the last so many years because um you know there's so much more noise out there now isn't it so we are competing more so you, you've got to have that uh, something that makes you stand out haven't you so you've got to work harder at it now than perhaps you did do yes yeah, yeah. and i think mark's right it, it, it's a thread it, it yeah. every 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 platform doesn't have to be identical to the other one. No. Uh, in fact, one of the a nice one that I watch um, for changes is is Dunham. You know, there used to be Dunham Mills. Oh, yeah. Um, and they have a fabulous background on their Facebook uh, Facebook website, which changes regularly according to the season. Yeah. Um, nice. Yeah. I, I'm not sure how regularly, but it is. It, it's it's at least monthly. Um, and it's quite a nice way of, of being able to show off the, the the aspirational side of of things. Of putting up this fabulous picture mm. with uh, a Christmas table uh, yeah. or 
a spring spring flowers on a on a beautiful dining table, whatever it might be, showing off their products. Yeah. But making people think, well, hmm, I, I want to I want to look more into this. Yeah. Who very are clever. they again? And yeah. also, you're looking for the next. You're waiting for the next one, then, yes, aren't you? Because yes. you think, oh, it's going to change. Wonder what the next one's going to be. So yes. Yeah, it's very clever that, isn't it? It is. Mm. It is. Mm. And how do you how do you get people to incorporate the branding feel into the sales process? Because those two things definitely go hand in hand yeah well they do and you know this the way i sort of break it up if you like is you know i start with the help you know the why you're doing what you do and and really getting underneath and and help them to get underneath really of their identity so once we 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 start with that then we'll we'll go on to you into the buyer so it's we have to really think about the problems we're solving and it sounds so you know obvious doesn't it well yeah of course i've thought about what what problems to solve and having said that some people say i don't know what problems i solve i don't solve any and so well a need uh, fulfilling a need is 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 equally as important to solving a problem so we you know we, we look at that so so then of course this is where your phrases come in so then there's things like well i do this and i do that so you sort of, you know you create those then what what would the person reading this what are they are they go how are they going to read it is it going to make sense to them is it something that they they'll say i want to know more about this person and what they do because they're talking my language and they they are absolutely seeing this um problem that i've got are they in the room with me or are they in my head because it feels like they know exactly what i'm looking for so so it's hugely hugely important and if you you're giving these mixed messages which is why we go back to you know we've got to be clear on who we're talking to because we're trying if we're trying to create things uh, that appeal to everybody it just doesn't it just doesn't work it you no. make the job so much harder so yeah it, it's yeah huge huge part of of the process is be clear you've got to be very clear in the first place of who you're speaking to because otherwise you can't complete the next steps properly if you yeah. haven't got it all feeding into each other it's a common theme that's mm. gone throughout our podcast series, hasn't it? Know your customer. Yeah, um, yeah. And we can't say it often enough to uh, to, to clients and people that we meet. Uh, that, that's the key to everything, knowing who you're selling to. Yeah, totally is, yeah. With 22 million UK users, LinkedIn offers a fabulous opportunity to find your ideal clients and to stay ahead of your competition. But what do these future clients currently find when they visit your profile? First impressions count. So, are you proud of your fantastic profile because it is client ready and written with them in mind? Or do you look at it and wonder how you could do better because you are not generating leads? My Marketing Guy works with those who want to take advantage of the amazing potential offered by LinkedIn. So, for more details, please email guy at mymarketingguy.co.uk to arrange an initial consultation. Remember, your next client is on LinkedIn. So, so we did it. We, we actually put out on social media before we did the recording uh, an invitation for people to send in questions, and we had a great one from Jen Briley who uh, who asked, um, "How is it best to manage?" Um, a number of different services or a different group of people that you're trying to target. Uh, she gives an example of someone who offers lifestyle and family photographer and more corporate photography as well as landscape. So you've got three very distinct services that you're offering. Yeah. How is it you try and incorporate them into your brand? Anyone want to take this one? Well, uh, it's two completely different 
target market. So um, Jen would have to separate out the campaigns and target accordingly for the what was it again corporate and um, it was it was sort of family and yeah, personal and corporate and, yeah. and landscape yeah, yeah. Mm. no very different markets um, so build a <clears throat> build a target market for each and point your uh, if if this is Facebook we're talking about boost the boost the family posts to the family orientated people and boost the corporate posts to the company directors. Yeah, I think with your branding, you don't. It doesn't have to be going back to your logo. There, there is flexibility with your logo and your colours. Um, so it's not you. You've got handcuffs on. You, yeah. you can vary and flex these yeah. things slightly to suit all those different services that you might be targeting. So, um, you you have very different clients in those three examples. So you have to treat them very differently. Um, can you do it using your same branding well you can because there's a whole different ways in which you can do it so one might be um that you have different branding for each of those three services so you almost split it into three individual identities underneath your one branding Mm -hmm. logo for your business so you might have funky vibes as the main logo and the the graphic design the websites might all have their own individual identities in themselves Mm. another way of doing it is uh, the content the text the wording that goes into the adverts so you can change the language so it can be a lot more Mm. to the point or it can focus in on one of the key aspects that's more likely to attract their attention so for the families it might be more about the price for the corporates it might be more about um, mm. the, the value it can add to their business to attract new customers um, another thing I do um, um, <laughs> I've got a solicitor client Johnson & Boone solicitors that's a free shout I'll send you the invoice later they <laughs> um, <I> would <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. my invoice would pale in comparison to a solicitor's I'm sure um, not with theirs of course they've got some fantastic products but they offer a whole wide range of services and the difficulty sometimes is with solicitors is is trying to 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 do exactly what Jen's asked there. So yeah. they have a family department, but they also have a commercial department. Now much the same as the example she gave there. You've got two entirely different people with two entirely different yeah. problems. So what we've done is um, we've gone for a colour scheme. So the branding, the the logo stays the same, but the colours change dependent Mm. upon the department and the type of work so it means they can send a brand consistent leaflet out for each of those services where it's going to be the same font the same logo um but it's gonna it's gonna have a different color that might just slightly change um people's ability to recognize that it's a different service and and i can sort of speak from personal experience with this one because you helped me unravel some of that in my head mark Um, and i think it's if there is this when you like all of us when we start a company you know you have what your your target audience in mind and then of course you think oh yeah you know i can offer this service and offer that service and then it to the inexperienced person then you think oh it's all the, the water's getting a little bit muddy here and people are now thinking well which one do you do and is that the same person and uh, so i think the overarching thing as you say is the important bit isn't it so this is you and your brand and within that you have different things that you can offer um and um and getting it right i think is you've got to speak to the right person to help you if your head is very 
mashed with it I think it's definitely have a conversation with the, the right person who can help you unravel it because once you've unraveled it you think ah it makes perfect sense then you know for me I, I was always very clear on these are different packages that I offer and how I promoted them you know I absolutely used different language and different phrases for di- because there were different packages altogether. but it's it's somewhere in your branding you, you your head can get a little bit confused as to um well if people look at my website is that clear and that's the important thing isn't it if you if your website is clear on i'm i'm to sum it up and i do this and i do that and i do that and uh, that helps the the potential buyer at signposts them so so i can understand why um jen's friend is 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 confused by it because i think as we offer more services we can get a little bit more oh does that work I mean that 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 example there's one that can be quite easily resolved because oh, yeah. it is effectively photography but different types of photography yeah. so it makes logical sense if someone lands on their website and can see three distinct mm. different services there that 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 yes. makes sense yes. so in terms of resolving that issue it should be relatively simple um but some people have have some bizarre requests for trying to shoehorn stuff onto it. I had somebody once asked for a website which uh, kid you not uh, wanted um, uh, Reiki and spiritual guidance travel writing utilities <laughs> and what was the other one <laughs> I'm not sure it'll matter at this stage. Still confused already. Uh, yeah, you could make it, honestly. Yeah. You couldn't have got four of the more different mm. services yeah, on offer yeah. that she wanted onto this one website, and those kind of things. In terms of a branding perspective, they have to have four completely different identities because they have four completely different oh, things, yes. and yes. there is a risk and you and I, Chris, have come across this more recently mm. where if people are trying to do too many different things that don't fit cohesively mm, together, no. you end up damaging your whole brand because yeah, yeah. you become a jack of all, yeah. master of none. Yeah. Mm. Um, I, I like the uh, I like the different colour, the colour coding by mm. uh, by service, and it's one that one that I've used in, in my earlier life. Um, however, the, a cautionary note to... Um, smaller companies out there, it's it's not inexpensive. Um, it's an added cost. So if you can do, if you can manage under the under the corporate logo, do so. And then when you've got the yeah. uh, when you've got the the finances to be able to to afford that sort of sophistication, uh, because it is an it's an added frill, isn't it? Mm. Um, then leave it. Leave it until such time as you can properly afford it. Oh, not, not that I'm suggesting that your rates are enormously expensive now. <laughs> oh, they are though, Chris. <laughs> but no, it's it's a valid point. This is obviously the benefit of coming to people like us for mm. your guidance, because the first thing you sit down and say is what's your budget, yeah, yeah. and that will ultimately determine what you can do and how you can do it. Mm. And it, like, it doesn't have to be everything is done no. on day one. No. You can phase no. these things in over a six, 12 month period yeah. or even longer if you need it. Yeah. Um, so if ultimately you do have an end goal in mind, it doesn't have yeah. to be done on day one, no. which is quite often the mistake people try and make. Mm. Yeah. Not unreasonably. I mean, no. you know, you're wanting to hit the ground running, but mm. uh, you don't want to hit the wall at the back too soon, do you? No, yeah. absolutely not. <laughs> He's coming out of the mall today. What, an added frill? He's Gosh. feeling wise because he was talking about his ancestors earlier. 
yes, <laughs> yes, 2,700 BC. So, Chris, why do we need branding? What are the benefits of having it? To stand out from uh, from the rest, to be recognised, to be trusted. Um, there's a there's a whole there's a whole list of uh, of benefits to uh, to good branding, mm. and frankly, the reverse is true. If you get the branding wrong, which you you touched on earlier, when people do get to, when it when it does go wrong, um, there's there's a lack of trust immediately if everything's disjointed and um, uh, in, in, inconsistent with with what they do. Um, and the image they're seeking to put over. So we do need branding. We do need branding to uh, to, to achieve that achieve that standout, um, and to be um, to have something to be associated with as well. There are there are trades. Trades are a terrible one for this. Where there are re- some trades people I know who are probably the best at what they do. Their branding is dreadful because they assume that because they're good at what they mm. do and they get good word of mouth, they don't need good branding. Right. Elaine. Mm. But uh, that's mm. obviously not true, is it? <laughs> no. Well, if what's, in answer to the question, branding for me is absolutely your identity, isn't it? How are people going to recognise you if they can't see who you are and what, what your messaging is and what you're trying to do? So, so I... I I, it's something I feel really passionate about and I do feel as you said talking about the heart before it does come from the heart I think you know a lot of blood sweat and tears goes into starting a business and you know to then be, go out there and not be recognized or people not to appreciate what you're doing and again I go back to it you're not appealing to everybody so but if you're you know you need to know your audience so you want those people to be able to recognize you um, as someone that can help them with the outcome that they're looking for and if you if you just have you haven't got a brand uh, then you know it's it's like just going out with no name really can, well, can I just tell a little branding tale of uh, personal experience <laughs> yes we love um, tales sh- shortly after I started um, that the consultancy that is not in 2700 BC. <laughs> so, so, shortly after I started the consultancy. This is after they'd faced the branding of the animals out. <laughs> yes, it, they were onto branding hands on wooden boxes then. Um, I, I did a lot of networking, I did a lot of social media, an awful lot on Twitter in my very, very early days of the consultancy. And I was at a networking do and uh, I handed a business card over as you do. And this woman looked at my business card and she said, she said, we've met before, haven't we? And I knew we hadn't. Um, and I said, I don't think so. She said, well, this is very familiar. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, are you on Twitter, Facebook? Are you on social media? Oh, yes, a lot. I said, well, you've probably seen me on, seen, seen the logo on social media. And for me, I mean, mine's a very simple little logo. Um, <clears throat> nothing, there was nothing expensive about it when I first, uh, first, um, had it done um, but it had worked as far as I was concerned if, if that lady was saying she thought she knew me because she recognised the logo mm. that's that's done its job yeah absolutely because um, there would have been mm. others there as well who perhaps wouldn't have just wouldn't have mm. said that sort of thing I think mm. I think you've just hit the nail on the head there which is awareness, it was inexpensive yeah. it, oh, sorry it was awareness but it was inexpensive these things that we're talking about now don't have to be expensive. No, no. You don't have Coca-Cola's budget. So 
Um, you don't need to worry about that. We mentioned Fiverr. Yeah. Um, mm. Going back to the DIY show. Yeah. Um, you can get these things done on Fiverr. I did find. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, my logo, as I you know said in that one, it, yeah. that was Fiverr, and it was I I did it as a bit of a well I'll I'll use it as a starting point, and this is much to sum it up one, and I was you know really pleased with it. So. Yes, and, and they mm. they can be a bit hit and miss, but the, you can get them done. Um, yeah, and and so you don't have to have an enormous budget in order to achieve no, all no. of these things. But just getting it right, I'll tell you another really inexpensive thing that so many people get wrong. How do you feel when someone um, gives you their email address and it's it's so um, so it's so um, so bathroombuilders at gmail dot com yes. as opposed to info at or dave at yeah. bathroomfitters.co.uk yes. yes. what what difference yeah. does it make having that big domain and you know the beauty of it is you can buy that domain for about probably 10 quid yeah, on average exactly. for, for, yeah. for some of the the the, the general domain yeah. names yeah and for google do like a gmail version for businesses it's called g suite and for a, a one email account, it costs four pound a month. Mm. Yeah. So not even what it costs for a coffee, no. a small coffee no. in Starbucks. So four pound a month, you can create what is effectively a Gmail account, but use your domain yeah. so that no longer are you handing out that at mm. gmail.com, which just disintegrates any brand quality whatsoever because you look like your Joe Bloggs who does his job in, in the garden shed around the corner. Mm, no, I, I agree. And, and I think as well, you know, sometimes when, when I, I, I do a, a session on what stops you and I think sometimes we could, if, if it's not our expertise, we think, oh, well, you know, I've just got an email and I know what I'm doing and that works and it's, you know, to Gmail. Actually, you know, if you can't set something up yourself like that, just ask, you know, ask people to help you. It's worth investing in, you know, whatever it's a virtual assistant, even who would, would a lot of them do social media type stuff. Uh, you know, just invest in an hour of their time and they do it for you. Isn't it worth that hour of their time to do it? If it's something you think, yeah, I'd do it, but I don't know what, what I'm doing. And so it's okay to not yeah. know what you're doing, but ask for help. It absolutely yeah. is. Yeah. And if there is anybody out there listening to this podcast who glances at their email address and it's a Hotmail or a Google Mail or whatever, what's our email address at GoFish? Uh, it's at GoFish what? at thepodstation.co.uk. Don't hesitate to ask for help. Absolutely. <laughs> Completely. Um, yeah, it's, it's a massive thing, is that? And the, going back to the, the cost issue, ironically, if you break the back of your branding and get some guidelines in early mm. you actually save a lot of money further down the line i have clients now who ask me to do uh, an advert whether it be in a say a in a magazine or to go online and um, because we've already got the colors tied down we've already got the fonts tied down we've already got the style of the imagery tied down we've already got the logo tied down you quite literally perhaps just tweaking the content and maybe moving the layout around really. Mm. So it takes a matter of minutes in order to create that advert instead of having to start from scratch from a, a blank mm. piece of paper. And the price then reflects that because I can charge them for say half an hour's work instead of having to spend an hour and a half having to create yeah. something from yeah. scratch. Yeah. So as a long-term investment, mm. you're going to save yourself quite a lot of money by getting it done properly and making it look good yes. from the outset. Mm. It's it's a strange little thing. Yes. Um, mm. So what other advantages can we get from branding Elaine? It's pride in your product or your service. I think for me that that is a, a huge, 
huge one is um, we should be proud of you know one if we're a, a very small business and we've put our heart and soul into it and there's our identity we should be proud of that so and you 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 know I could go networking a lot and it's great to listen to people um, why they started their business and they you know they give you their card with pride it's a whole thing around it of um, it is their baby and it does make you proud when you look at uh, when you're handing someone a business card and it's got your logo on it it's got your branding and it feels something that you feel really passionate and positive about I think that's that's worth worth its weight in gold. It's horrible yeah. when people give you a business card and they almost apologise yes. for it oh, as they yes. give it yeah. over. Yeah. It, it's it's you almost feel sorry for them when they do it, and that yeah. shouldn't be the case, should it? They should hand it over and go, "There's my card. Yeah. It looks great. I'm great. Give me a shout. Yeah. I'll solve that problem I agree. for you." Yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah. The best compliment you can pay someone who gives you the business card is to have a good look at it and look yes. on the back. Don't yeah. stick it straight in your pocket. Yeah. Good look at it. Look on the back. Consider it and put it in your pocket. I know. I got, that's a, it's a good story, that, because I got a lovely compliment um, this week. I handed a lady my business card, and she said, I love that phrase on the back. And it's, um, it's uh, people don't buy to help you. They buy because you help them. And she said, I really like that. And I said, like, yeah, I like that. I, I created that, yeah. Aren't I clever? <laughs> <laughs> I think it adds an additional benefit mm. of your staff and your team yes, can also yes. get behind it. Yes. If it's if it's something they're proud of, if they if they feel like they're part of it, or they really they, they think it's cool and mm. and it, it t- sort of taps into their feelings and philosophies, you can actually find you've got a bit more of a cohesive yeah, team so doing the job behind you. Uh, we did something similar this time last year with our networking group BNI Genesis. Yeah. If you go to BNI Genesis. Uh, Wirral on any of the social media platforms you'll see the kind of branding that we've put in place and we did it because we wanted to give that group a, a real identity of its own we wanted it to reflect all the personalities that are in that room and yeah we think that's really built it's worked doesn't it yeah it's worked because yeah people now people in that room now feel like they're part of that team i'm proud to be part of it it's so it's so true yeah so true and as a result of which we passed over two hundred and fifty thousand pounds more business over the same 12 month period as we had done last year so Mm. we passed over well it recorded to other bni members over a million pounds worth of work but actually it's probably double that because we have a, a box where we sort of roughly calculate mm-hmm. some of what we spend outside of the room. That's probably another uh, million, million yeah. and a half on top. And, and uh, th- Other networking groups are available. Other network, yeah, that, this is an advert for being now. We absolutely shouldn't, but I think it was more of just a, a, yes. a, an example that you example, can pin your hat yeah. on, really. Yes, mm-hmm. um, yes, yes. Because I think what what's happened there is exactly an example of people being able to get behind it. Mm. I think that the staff thing is uh, <clears throat> is a good point because uh, branding uh, branding uh, clothing mm. with with staff and they uh, you can see that in, with some companies they they wear the branding with pride mm. um, and it's a great way of uh, it's a great way of getting the name known even if you're only a small company no exactly and the power of a brand it shouldn't be underestimated you didn't you have a question Chris actually. Yes, I was with somebody yesterday who uh, asked about how to how to go about branding a startup company, which is which is very tricky when you just one one of the most difficult things to do when you're just starting up. Um, 
Uh, and this was Lauren from Manchester. She she offers um, she, she's establishing a clinic, and she's going to offer Reiki yoga and meditation classes and lessons. How would I mean if that was a client that came to you, Mark? How would you set about uh, trying to brand? Her, her business well the first thing i do is ask what your budget is mm-hmm. um and fortunately at funky vibes we have some startup business packages <laughs> which allow you to pick and mix or or get um, a collection of stuff so your logo is your first port of call so we'll sit down with you go mm-hmm. through the same questions of what, what you after who are your clients what's your vibe what's your personality mm-hmm. how do you want it to look and then we create a logo the logo will then give us an idea of the branding so what i normally do is we probably create your business card or your social media banners, mm. which then start to put a bit of meat on the bone yeah. of your branding styles. Mm. What I probably would do then, if, for example, you don't have the finances to, say, get a website straight away, would be, okay, well, what other ways are you going to try and generate work? Mm. Um, are you looking, Is it a kind of business that might need leaflet drops or is it one way you're going to particularly be pushing stuff on social media? At which point... Once we've identified the best way in which you can probably get the most work within your budget, I'll create some some resources that you can maximise to the best of your ability mm, yeah. within your budget. So if social media is it, what we'll probably do is create some templates on social media that you can reuse or just change the text in yeah. or just alter the images. So you're maintaining that consistency of the brand you're trying to create. Mm. But you're not going to come back to me to keep on asking for more and more work that you no. can't really yeah. afford to get done. No. Um, if it's leaflets, again, we'll maybe create the style of a leaflet and then mm. it might be just a case of tweaking the contents if you need another service that needs introducing. Uh, again so that you can do it within your budget so it's starting with those basic ones that are going to give you the most widest scope to build those blocks I I understand the budget thing I I think most startups these days are aware that they need at the very least uh, a a, a small website, not not huge numbers of pages but they need a a website presence yeah what sort of what sort of prices can uh, can a startup expect for say uh, a four or five page website? Uh, it's uh, so we start with a thousand pounds for a, a four or five page website, but we yeah. will build it. So quite often with those sorts of sites, we'll build it on something like WordPress because that allows you to develop the site. It allows yes. you to build it and yes. grow it and change it. In, as your business grows as well, so yeah. that it can adapt and change. Mm-hmm. So it then becomes a tool that will will grow with you as yeah. opposed to it becoming something that's useless in about 12 mm. months 18 months time yeah, it's really you've important. got to scrap yeah, it and start again and it's important to know that at the outset isn't it because you know i i um, mine's not on wordpress and it you know it's it allowed me to do things um, without doubt so it's really important to, to ask those questions isn't it and no. quite user friendly mm. um, again if your budgets are rather tight in terms of getting support mm. there yeah. are things you can then do yourself it's a good way of doing branding properly but without it emptying yeah. the piggy bank too much no. okay no. I'm conscious of time because I've waffled on far too much on this uh, this <laughs> episode well it is your speciality it is go around the room quickly what are the mm. key pieces one key piece of advice that you would give to our listeners about branding elaine i'd say it is about 
be true to yourself really so you know it's all about being recognizable isn't it so be recognizable for the reasons you want to be recognized not not people uh, remembering you because you think oh yeah they were that person who did that and it was really rubbish <laughs> um, so be recognized for the right reasons and be true to yourself and and if, you know don't let the water get muddied as you expand keep revisiting what's important to you and what your values are fantastic chris pretty simple one just consistency it's keep that thread running through everything you do and if that's your logo it's your logo mine would be do it well Mm. so going back to our diy show it doesn't it can be something that you can try and source and do yourself but it has to be done well because Mm. the damage it can cause it can often be irreparable so it's worth sometimes spending the money you might necessarily have not wanted to spend yeah. to make sure it's done properly. Mm. So that's my key piece of advice. Good stuff. Have we covered everything? I think we have. We have. Uh, yeah. So what's the topic that we're going to be doing next week, Elaine? It's um, business startups, isn't it? So when you start a new business, what are the things you need to consider for, in, in marketing your business? Oh, there's loads. Mm. Of, I, once, I once convinced myself when, when I was first setting up my business and my first business... Um, I was going to write a book about the things to do to start up a business because there's so many bloody things that people yeah, don't tell you. I know. Yeah. We might need more than an hour. <laughs> it might be part one and part two. This is another specialist topic for Mr. Pollard. He's started three this year. <laughs> yes. Um, I might have to start charging for this advice then, shouldn't I, really? <laughs> um, fantastic. Well, thank you very much for listening. We hope it's been useful. Yeah. Um, because mainly I've done the talking today, so if it hasn't been useful, that begs the question of what I'm, my existence is. Um, but, uh, yeah, if you've enjoyed it, as we said before, make sure you subscribe, share it with your friends. We'd love some some reviews. Uh, we haven't had any yet, so five-star reviews, obviously, but even if they're not five-star reviews, if they're constructive, we'll definitely take them on board, because yeah. we are still quite young at this, aren't we? We, we are. are. We are still finding our feet. And, and we did function without donuts today as well. I yeah, know. Chris. I know, sorry about that. I am rattling at the minute. My hands are shaking from the lack of sugar. I'll get double donuts next week. If you've got some questions, go fish at thepodstation.co.uk or go onto our social media platforms. That's go underscore fish marketing and send in your questions on what you might have for startup businesses or if you've got some in branding, we're happy to, to mention them next week as well. Yeah. Um, is that everything? I think it is. Yes, that's everything. Thank you very much for your help, guys. You've been fantastic as always. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, indeed. Check out all our shows exclusively on thepodstation.co.uk. Get social at the Podstation on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter.